Maryland versus Charlotte predictions. You are locked on Terps, your daily podcast on the Maryland Terps. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? I'm Trey Moore, host of Locked On Terps, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us part of your day. And today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Maryland will not cover the spread against Charlotte. Maryland is set as a favorite right now at minus 24.5 points against Charlotte. But the more and more I look at it and the more and more I've gotten into it, I don't think Maryland will cover the spread, and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, Charlotte is good, better than people think. People don't know it. I think the spread is a little bit, tiny bit higher than what it should be. I understand that we're a Big Ten opponent, and they are not a Power 5 school, and I understand that we have more talent all over the place, but I think the spread is a tad bit high. Not too, not really high, but a tad bit high with the amount of talent that Charlotte has. They have a bunch of Power 5 transfers that have transferred into their school that are, go- that are going to be impact players right away, right away on their team. We saw them play South Carolina State last week, and they won without bringing out a sweat. It was an easy game for them while they turned over the ball twice. Their quarterback threw two interceptions, and it didn't matter. So when you throw two interceptions and you still win 24-3, to I'm pretty sure it was, then... <clears throat> You got something going on for your team because usually when you throw two interceptions or have two turnovers, you don't win by 21 points, but they still manage to win by 21 points. But the thing I'm number one scared about about their team that I think matches up perfectly and the number one reason I don't think Maryland covers the spread is their run game. Their run game is elite. Like, very elite. They ground and pound. That's what they do. I talked about in the last podcast. And it matches up well against us because our defensive line, pretty much everyone in there is new starters. Yes, some of the guys have played, whether it's Quashawn Fuller, Donnell Brown play lower-level football, or or it's Jordan Phillips was a redshirt freshman this year. He didn't play last year for Tennessee. A King Basote, he rotated in. But this is the first year that a lot of those guys are legit starters on the defensive line. And against South Carolina State, Charlotte didn't care. They ran the ball for 220 yards with four backs over 40 yards. They run the ball. And our biggest question mark on defense, to me, is stopping the run. So I think that they'll control the game clock at least somewhat and keep our high-powered offense off the field at least somewhat. I'm not going to say it's going to be like they run for 220 yards against us, but they might just run it so many times that they run for like 150, 160, 170 yards because they know they don't want to go against our DBs. So the strength of our defense is the secondary. It's the cornerbacks with Tarheeb Still, Jacon Shepard, and the safeties and Dante Trader and Bo Braid. But if they're not throwing the ball, then our secondary is not going to get tested. And they didn't throw the ball a lot against South Carolina State. And I'm sure South Carolina State 
their talent in their DB room is not close to what we have. So I think it's kind of like they match up perfectly with us in a way with running the football. That's a big reason why I don't think that we'll cover the spread. And then I was thinking about things on Monday night. I was watching the Duke versus Clemson game. And I'm not saying we're Clemson. I'm not saying that Duke is Charlotte. But the similarities between Duke and Charlotte, a lot of it compared to each other to me. Both have quarterbacks that ran the ball multiple times. Duke's quarterback averaged 12.2 yards per carry for 92 yards. Jalen Jones, the South or the Charlotte quarterback, ran the ball 11 times in his first game against South Carolina State. Didn't average as many yards, averaged about, um, I want to say it was like about over 4.8. It was something around 4.8 yards per carry. But both of those quarterbacks are dual threat guys that run the ball. And then if you look at what Duke did in the run game, it was very similar to what South or what Charlotte did against South Carolina State. And I was looking at it and I was like, wow, this team reminds me a little bit of what Duke did. Dual threat quarterback, multiple good running backs that average um, over six yards per carry in their game. I think there is a lot of comparison between those two. And I think that styles make fights. I think that Clemson, they didn't stop the run as well as they could have. Uh, Clemson has a really good defensive line and they didn't stop the run. They, they didn't stop the run against Duke. Duke averaged like over six yards per carry. Their quarterback averaged 12. So there are different things that I'm like, this really reminds me of the Duke versus Clemson game. Obviously, we have a really talented quarterback. We have a talented weapons. We have talent across the board all over the place. But I think there's things that Charlotte does that I'm like, I don't know if we'll cover the spread against them. And I want to talk a little bit more about their quarterback, Jalen Jones. He's talented. I'm not going to say he's going to pass for 300 yards against us, but what he brings with his dual threat, with his rushing ability, can really hurt us. And he also was a Florida commit for a while out of high school. So he was being recruited by the big bucks out of high school. So you know he has a lot of talent. Maybe it hasn't came together like a lot of people think. But he's a talented player. And then you move on to the running back room, Darrell Robinson, who averaged over six yards per carry. He's a really good player. So, and we know Maryland loves to rotate a lot of guys. You know who also likes to rotate a lot of guys that just got upset? Clemson. There's just a lot of similarities between the Clemson-Duke game that are reminding me of the Maryland-Charlotte game. But we love to rotate our freshmen and we love to rotate our young bodies in, which is okay. I'm cool with it against a team like Charlotte. But those guys don't have very much experience. I wouldn't be surprised to see one of those guys make a mistake. Maybe we're up by... 13, 17 in the second quarter, we got a young freshman and he drops the ball and on a key third down and Charlotte gets the ball back or one of our freshman defensive players are in and they miss an assignment on the back end and Charlotte gets an open touchdown to cut the lead to 13. Like something like that I can see happening with the amount of young players we love to rotate through and them not having experience. I can see or I think that will be part of the reason Charlotte will be able to cover the spread. 
I have all the confidence in the Maryland team. I hope they crush Charlotte. I hope it's not even close. But there's just different things about how they're coached and how they go about things that I think is the reason why Charlotte is going to cover the spread against Maryland. Will Talia have over 260 yards like his first game? I'll talk about it after this ad from Nutrafol. You don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health. Nutrafol provides a whole body health approach for men that promotes healthier hair. No drugs, no compromises, just better hair. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting roots, causes of thinning such as stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism through whole body health. Take the first step to to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Will Talia have over 260 yards? It's time for over-unders of the week. The lines that I created, last week's lines actually were really good. I actually set the line for Talia Yards at 260, I want to say, and that's exactly what he had. I set the Roman Hemby Yards over under 60 yards, and he had like 58. So the lines are pretty accurate, but I have some new lines for this week. So let's get into it. Will Talia have another big game and have over 260 yards and match his performance against Towson? I'm going to say yes, because I think that the game will be like, Kind of close, but like not really close. Close enough to leave Talia in the whole game. Close enough for Maryland not to cover the spread. But a good enough game where Talia is thrown for more than 260 yards because he plays the whole game. And if Talia plays the whole game, he's going to rack up a lot of yards. Roman Hemby over under 65 yards in the first game. I think he had 48 yards. So I'm going to say under. I think they just rotate too many bodies in the running back room, whether it's Antoine Littleton, um, Raymond Brown is supposed to be back soon, Colby McDonald. They rotate too many guys in that running back room for a game against Charlotte for him to have over 65 yards. I think he'll get over 65 yards against Virginia because I think they'll play – Roman Hemby more because of the quality of opponent Virginia is. But in terms of against Charlotte, I think Roman Hemby rushes for under 65 yards. But I do think he gets a couple more carries against the Charlotte team. Let's get to Tyrese Chambers. Had a quiet game in his first game. A lot of people expected him to make a big impact, and I still think he can. But will he have over under 25 yards? I'm going to go with the over for Tyrese Chambers. I think he has a big play in this game because I can see them trying to get him involved after having a quiet week. The wide receiver room is kind of going to be a little bit different and a little bit just up and down in terms of who gets the yardage. It's going to be different players, different weeks. One week it might be Octavian Smith for 70 yards and Jayshon Jones for 10 yards. Or it might be Tyrese Chambers for 50 and Caden Prather for 40, while Jason Jones only has 15. Like, it's just going to depend a lot on what happens in the game and the game plan and how they're playing us. But I think Tyree Chambers rebounds and has a bigger game with over 25 yards. Over under 2.5 catches 
Vercated Prather. I think he gets three this game. He only had two the first one, but I think he gets the three. Similar to what I said about Tyrese Chambers. He had, he wasn't exactly quiet. He had a big drop in the game, but he also had a really nice touchdown. But I think he gets over the couple of catches for Caden Prather. Let's get to Corey Deitches. If you don't remember, he had like over 100 yards receiving and a touchdown in the first game. It was like the third most ever in a first in a season opener and for a Big Ten tight end. He's played awesome. I think he's a big key to what we do. I think that he can have very many big games, but I also think that he'll open up things for other players because of the versatility he brings. But I'm saying, will he have over or under 50 yards? And I'm going with the under here. But I think it could be a good under, a sneaky good under, because if he gets under 50 yards, this is what I think happens. I think that Charlotte game planned so much around him that they're doubling him. Maybe they slide a cornerback instead of a linebacker on him. They're just doing different things in their game plan to keep him off his game so that he doesn't wreck the game because they saw against Towson, he was able to burn them alive and I think it'll open up plays for the other wide receivers on our team. So I can see Corey Deitches going for under the yards, but I think it could secretly be a good thing. We've talked about the Charlotte run game a lot and how much they run the ball. Over under 130 yards for Charlotte. I'm going to say over because they just pound and they're going to keep going no matter if it's working or not. The only way I can see them somehow having under 100 yards or even under 130 yards is that we're just getting stops on first and second down in the run game and they just absolutely have to continue to pass the ball and and they fall behind by a lot fast. That's the one thing. If we can go up early on against them, with their run game, then we can take them out of that run game. But if we let them stick around, which I think we might, I'm an honest person. I think there's a chance we let them stick around. Then they can continue to run the ball. But if we get up by early, like 28, 35 points, and it's not close in the first half or whatnot, then they'll have to pass the ball, and they don't want to pass the ball. But I'm going to say over 130 yards. Bo Braid is usually our leading tackler. Last game he had six. Will he have over or under six tackles for Bo Braid? I'm going to say at least he'll have six. So I'll say over every single game, it seems like Bo Braid is all over the place, making plays, interrupting different plays. I'm going to say he has over six tackles for the Maryland Terrapins or at least six I think he's just too good of a player and he's shown repeatedly that he's going to rack up a lot of a lot of tackles whether it's in the run game whether it's he's covering someone down the field or whatever it is he gets a lot of tackles I would love to see our linebackers be our leading tackler whether it's Jay Sean Barham Ruben Hippolyte really Barham I would like to see as our leading tackler but he never is because He doesn't play the whole game for some reason, but that's something I've complained about almost every podcast. I just hate how Deshaun Barham doesn't play the whole game. But let's get into Deshaun Barham. In his first game, he had two tackles. Will he have over under four? I'm going to say I'm going to say over four 
they need to play him the whole game. I don't – going into the Virginia game, if Charlotte didn't want to take him out, but in the Virginia game, if he's not in every snap, I'm going to come in here and have a problem about it. There's no reason Jason Barham shouldn't be in the play, in the game, every play. I know we have other good linebackers that we want to play, but at a certain point, it's like, are we about winning or just playing everyone and making sure that everyone stays and is happy? We need to start playing the dude every snap. He's too good. He showed he had a really good play against Towson. But I'm going to say over, I'm expecting a big game from Barham. As we know, their quarterback had two over two interceptions or two interceptions in their first game against South Carolina State. Will their quarterback, Jalen Jones, have over under 0.5 interceptions? I'm going to say over. I think he'll have at least one interception against us. I think our cornerback room is too good. Tarheeb still, Jaquan Shepard, whoever it is, I say he throws at least one interception, whether it's one of his wide receivers dropped the ball or whatever it is, I think he has at least over one interception. Where do we have the advantages against Charlotte? And what advantages do Charlotte have over us? Talk about it after this from the Game Time app in a message from Locked On. College football season is here, and this season, Locked On is kicking up your coverage with Locked On College Football Kickoff Live. Each Friday, Locked On will go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on every Locked On College YouTube channel. College Football Kickoff Live will cover playoff implications, conference rivalry games, and go in-depth like only Locked On can, including insight and analysis from our stable of Locked On College hosts covering their team every day. Find Locked On College Football Kickoff Live every Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern on any Locked On College YouTube channel. You won't want to miss it. Have you ever wanted to go to a game at the last minute like a Maryland Terrapins game, but finding tickets is hard? I have been there before. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use Locked on Calls for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked on Calls for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guarantee. What advantages do we have over the Charlotte 49ers? Let's get into it. Let's start with the quarterback position like we always do. Obviously, we have the quarterback. We have the quarterback advantage. It's pretty clear. Talia is great. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Was eighth in PFF in week one rankings. And that's without the offensive line playing well and some drops. Charlotte's QB is good, though. Jalen Jones is a good player. He's a dual threat, like I've said. So don't be surprised if he makes a couple plays. But I think we clearly have the advantage at the quarterback position. Running back room. Honestly, this is how I see the running back rooms. I don't say their room is more talented. But I think that they just run the ball more and that they're going to be more effective overall in the run game because of how much they do it, and that's their identity. Our identity on the offense is Talia making plays in the passing game. Their identity on offense is the run game. 
So I kind of say it's a wash. I don't think they're a more talented group, but I think they're going to get more opportunities. But I would say it's a wash between our group and their group in the running back room. Let's get to the wide receiver room. We clearly have the advantage. I was looking at their stats. Nobody had above three catches in their first game. We're one of the most deep wide receiver rooms in the country. They have a bunch of solid guys, including Bryce Kenyon, Jack Hestera, Randy Fields. But we have a clear advantage in the wide receiver room. Like I said, nobody had above three catches in the game. And it was a bunch of like spot catches. Like it would be like, I don't think anyone had above 50 yards either. They don't have like a clear number one guy. I don't think they just have a bunch of like pretty solid players. So I think that's part of the reason why they don't love to throw the ball and that they're a big running team. But I think we clearly have the advantage in the wide receiver room. And I expect our wide receiver room to have a, Pretty big game against their defensive back group, which I'll talk about later. Offensive line, I've critiqued our O-line. I think it can be better. I think it's better than Charlotte's, though, just in terms of the Power 5 offensive line are almost always better than non-Power 5 schools. It's just kind of how it is, and I think we do have the better talent on the offensive line than Charlotte. But will that talent come up? I'm unsure because it has struggled. I'm unsure of what... The combination they throw out is, I'm unsure of how it goes, but we'll see what happens. I think our offensive line is better. I think Charlotte's offensive line is very good at run blocking, but overall, I think we have the better group, and I think we should be able to somewhat block their defensive line group, but let's talk about their defensive lines next. Charlotte actually has a better defensive line than I thought. After researching, it's apparently their strength of their defense. I was reading a little preview about them, about their team, and their defensive line group is supposed to be pretty solid. They had three sacks against South Carolina State. Nothing crazy, but definitely solid. Des Morgan and Miguel Jackson, if you don't know much about Charlotte, those are two guys to watch out for. But they will test our offensive line. I think our defensive line has a group. I mean, as a group is a little bit better than Charlotte's, but I do think their defensive line is pretty close. And you could pretty much say, I'm not going to say it's a wash, but I would only give Maryland the edge a little bit. Let's move on to the linebackers. I think we have a clear advantage with Jay Sean Barham being one of the best in the country, but they have a guy too, and a guy named Prince who had a sack against South Carolina State, and they think is a really good player. But I think overall, our linebacker group is so deep with so much youth, and it almost gets us in trouble, I think, because I think Barham should be playing more. Like I say, I'm going to keep saying it until it actually happens. But overall, I think we have the advantage in the linebacker room. The secondary. Now, this is where we have maybe our biggest advantage on paper against Charlotte. It's not close. I was reading articles about Charlotte, and their secondary is their biggest question mark on their team. They're unsure about that group. And if you look at Maryland, it's the area of our team that we have the most confidence in and most players in. We have NFL quality player. We have NFL talent in our cornerback room, in our safety room. They don't have that in their room. So I think that this is a part where we match up really well in terms of passing game. I think we can throw the ball really well against them, especially against their DBs and how our wide receiver room is. Our wide receiver room is elite. I would argue we have an elite quarterback. So I think we could potentially throw the ball all over the place in them, over them. We'll see what happens, though. And finally, let's get into a quick score prediction. I think 34 to 14, 
but Charlotte covers the 26 points. That's what I would say. But thanks for listening to Locked on Terps. We'll have an after-the-game podcast right after the game. It'll be a little bit late, so feel free to get sleep and watch it the next day or watch it right after the game. But I can't wait to talk about the game right after on NBC. It's going to be amazing. But see you guys next time. Like and subscribe, and thanks for listening to Locked on Terps.